Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And I want to make sure we do extend our prayers to Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, just a quick heads up, there was a big explosion there, apartment explosion there. Uh, I don't think anyone's saying it was terrorism or anything like that. I think it was gas, but multiple people injured. There are undoubtedly going to be people dead. So prayers tonight for them. Prayers tonight for them. All right. So... Let's talk about this briefly because I don't want to just gloss over this. I brought it up and I'm going to get back to the emails. I swear I am. U.S. virologist close to the Wuhan lab quietly called for an investigation. His name's James James Leduc. Man, I bet he had a rough life with that name. A biosafety expert and virologist. He collaborated closely with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This is according to USRTK.org. He outlines how he might investigate whether that lab or any other in Wuhan could be implicated in the COVID-19 pandemic in an email obtained by U.S. Right to Know. Listen, I'm not going to spend a long time on it because it gets way confusing and you're talking about emails and uh, this this, uh, Freedom of Information Act request and this doctor. But just know, the likely thing now, the likely thing is... This virus came from a lab, came from a lab in Wuhan. Remember when they tried to tell us it was from a bowl of bat soup? Remember that in the beginning? Now they've got this wet market. It's really wild. They knew where it came from. The likely thing is it came from the lab. And there's a lot of evidence pointing towards the fact we had a hand in it. Now, I hope that's not true. You hope it's not true. But it looks like it is true. What if a lot of this is partially our fault? Gosh, that hurts. Oh, I know, Chris. I know. All right. Once again, everyone's asking me to play it again. If you missed last night's show or any part of this night's show, go to iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Just subscribe or hit follow, by the way, while you're there. But I got a little bit upset at the beginning of last night's show. Like the whole the whole opening segment, I was upset. But Chris broke it down into a little two-minute thing. So once again, here it is since you asked. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are. No. I'm starting to hear this a lot now from media people. I'm hearing it from Joe Biden. I'm hearing it from Democrats. I'm hearing it from jellyfish Republicans. I'm hearing this a lot now. Let's set this down. Let's lay down our swords. Let's come together. Let's heal the divisions. We don't have to be partisan. We don't have to point fingers. We don't have to make enemies. Screw you. I remember two years of pandemics all my fault. I remember two years of children in this country, some of them still having to walk around with some stupid piece of cloth over their faces, can't talk to their friends, can't understand their teachers. I remember two years of people sending me videos and pictures of kids sobbing over their laptops at home while politicians who were putting these things into place were out partying up with their friends. Woohoo! Party time, baby! Hey, kids, sorry, gotta go home. Social distancing. 
I remember Joe Rogan. He puts out a little video. I got COVID. I was sick. I took ivermectin. I got better. And you know what I remember? I remember the system, including the FDA, making fun of him for it and telling everyone in this country not to maybe experiment with a successful treatment for a deadly disease. I remember everyone claiming it was horse dewormer. I remember all of you scumbags taking away life-saving treatments like Regeneron after you took it. You got coronavirus and took it. And then you took it away from innocent people. Don't you ever try to tell me we're not enemies. Don't you ever try to tell me to heal some divide, bridge the divide. Let's make peace up yours. We are enemies. I want the divide. I want the divide longer and wider than it's ever been before. I want to be as separated as far from you pieces of trash as the East is from the West. I don't want to reside in the same state as you, the same country as you. I don't want you on the same planet as me. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Roll that up and shove it where you know where. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to bridge the gap. And they keep saying that, and they, they're so used to using the good nature of the right. They've done it forever. They use your good nature against you because you do want to live in, in peace with your fellow man. Well, they don't. They hate you. They hate me. They've proven that time and time and time again. I don't want to live at peace. I don't want to live at peace with this person. Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to <clears throat> split up the United States. Look. How would you feel if you saw crowds storm and break down the doors of the British Parliament, kill five cops? I think you'd wonder. Well, that's what the rest of the world saw. It's not who we are. And now we're proving under pressure that we are not that country. We're united. January 6th? Oh, no, we're not united. We're not united. You have sicked your FBI on people on the right. You sent the FBI after concerned parents. You called us all Nazi white supremacists for four years under Donald Trump. We're not united. No. Oh, yeah, Chris brought up the IRS. Before that, it was the IRS. We're not united. We're not together. We're not on the same team. We're enemies. Jesse, I thought about calling into the show, but I'm too tearful. My position at work was eliminated today, a job I loved. I live in the great state of Wyoming, and I worked for a lawn and tree healthcare company that is feeling the inflationary prices of fertilizer and fuel. Biden's speech was so out of touch with the struggle of American families and small businesses. To suggest that small businesses, quote, lower costs and not wages. Well, I lost the best paying job that I have had in a very long time. And lower costs? Fertilizer is at an all-time high and climbing. I know I'll be fine. There wasn't a dry eye on the office. And there will be lifelong cherished friends. I love your show and your fighting spirit. She said I can say her name. Her name is Penny. Penny, keep your chin up, all right? You're going to find something else. I promise you will find something else. And yet they, they are. Look, Jen Psaki, Joe Biden, uh, they don't have any idea how you live. 
They don't have any idea how you live. This person, this person is so out of touch with you and the things you go through and living paycheck to paycheck and how these prices affect lives. As long as we're buying Russian oil, though, aren't we financing the war? Well, Jackie, again, uh, it's only about 10% of what we're importing. Uh, I've not made any announcement about any decision on that front, but our objective here and our focus is making sure that any step we take maximizes the impact on President Putin and minimizes it on the American people. Um, that person has no idea what you're going through. None. Absolutely none. Nor does she care. Remember, she announced earlier, I played it for you. Remember this? Remember this? This what? Remember this is what Jen Psaki was doing before she went on to be press secretary. You know, I was at the State Department. The president was the vice president. And you know, before that, Chris, you know what? Look up her resume for me. Look up her resume for you know. I'm going to look it up right now while we're on the air. It's very professional, Jen Psaki. Let's look up her resume. I bet you a billion dollars without looking it up that Jen Psaki that she was somehow. And in the government in some way before she be even got to the State Department. And I bet before that she was at an Ivy League school. You want to bet? Here we go. Jen Psaki, political advisor. Let's see. Right now, right now, she's the press secretary. Before that, communication secretary. Before that, spokesperson for the U.S. Department of the State. Before that, oh, White House deputy communications director. Before that, White House deputy press secretary. Hmm. Okay. Let's see where she went to school. I bet you, you watch, you bet you money. Oh, would you look at that? College of William and Mary, where she majored in English and sociology. Of course, she was part of a sorority. What a shock. That person definitely, definitely knows what you go through, losing your job, gas prices, everything else. Hello, my family and I listen to your show 24-7. And my mother implored me to write to you about my story. I'm a 16-year-old actress, and the vaccine mandate is ruining my dreams. The pandemic already took away two years of my childhood, and now it seems to be ruining my future as well. I don't think we'll ever unpack fully what kids have gone through because they don't have as big of platforms, right? They're kids. They don't have TV shows and radio shows and, and stuff like that. They, they just, they don't get a chance to be that outlet. But we have abused kids as a country, as a nation. For two years, we have abused our youth, and it's a disgrace. All right, I'm, I'm looking at a graphic on TV right now about gas prices and inflation. Um, I don't need to convince you anymore to buy gold. I know you want to buy some gold. Buy gold from Oxford Gold Group so they can deliver it to your door. Not a piece of paper, not an email telling you you've got some gold somewhere. When you buy gold from Oxford Gold Group, they will deliver gold to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. They will mail it to your front door in these wild times, you need something hard the government can't take away. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. Come on! It is! 
the Jesse Kelly Show, and oh yes, tonight. All right, so I have a I have a moral question. I'm not opening up the phones tonight. So you'll have to email if you want to answer. You don't have to, but just have a moral question. Maybe I should pose it to Chris and Michael tonight after the show. Everyone knows my mentor and friend. His his name is Michael Berry. Everyone knows who Michael Berry is. He's a big nationally syndicated radio host. I'm selling RVs instead of talking to you if it's not for him. He's the one who mentored me, convinced me, got me my first gig. It is like Michael Berry is the reason I sit here. I owe him everything. And he's my buddy. We're very close friends. Clay and Buck, obviously everyone knows Clay and Buck, they flew into town today because we're having some big blowout event in Houston tomorrow night, some big barbecue thing. It'll be a blast. Michael is having Clay and Buck and me over to his house tonight. Okay, it'll be fun, right? We're supposed to go over there, just break some bread, have some dinner, a couple Bud Heavies or whatever fancy stuff those people drink, and call it a night. So I feel like I may have done something that the wife is going to disapprove of. (laughs) Michael sent out a list of what was going to be served tonight. And part of that list was a ribeye, right? I'm a huge ribeye guy. I like a little fat on my meat. I'm a huge ribeye guy. So obviously no complaints there. And this is what he sent. This was the list of what was going to be served at the house. Someone's dropping all this stuff off or whatever. Ribeye, whipped potatoes, mushrooms, sautéed spinach, Brussels sprouts, and jalapeno cream corn. Now, I'm not complaining. All right, it's a free meal. I mean, I think it's free. I guess Michael could always charge me when I show up. But as far as I know, it's a free meal. But I wrote back and I requested something. I don't think that's out of the line. What? I don't think that's out of line to request something. What did I request? We're having steak. You eat mac and cheese with steak. What? It can be Kraft Mac. I'm fine with Michael. Is that out of line? Michael, see, Michael called it. Chris, is that out of line? That's the, was it out of line? Michael's doing it, and he's hemming and hawing, and he's yelling at me, and it's, he says it's rude. I don't think it's rude. You know what I think's rude? Everybody pretending like Brussels sprouts are decent. Brussels sprouts suck. And then the second you bring that up, someone will start yelling at you. Oh, you've never had mine. I, I, I wrap them in bacon. Yeah, you can wrap a dirty jock strap in bacon, and it'll taste good. That doesn't mean Brussels sprouts are good. Drop the Brussels sprouts. And again... I didn't request fancy mac and cheese, did I? I'm a craft Mac man. And if we feel like really fancying it up at the house, we'll chop up some wieners and put them in there. Some mac and cheese and weenies. That's about as good a eating as you can get. But anyway, I don't think that's rude. Michael, do you think that's rude? Is it rude to put in a request? Thank you, Michael. Michael said I'm close enough with him to make a small request. A small request. All right, back to this. Again, somebody better put out, put out an APB. The single most respected voice in the pandemic, it's Dr. Anthony Fauci. The man who's become known as America's doctor. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Anthony Fauci. You are uh, seen to many as a, a superhero. Dr. Anthony Fauci, 
American hero and New York Yankee fan. You've done so much for this country in terms of this crisis, so I really appreciate your insight. Who better to give us answers that we can trust than Dr. Anthony Fauci? The perfect person to answer our questions today. Joining us now, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Sir, whenever you can be here, uh, it's we'll have you. It's always an honor to have time with you. Thanks for being here. It's good enough for you, sir. It's good enough for me and my family. So thank you, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, thank you uh, for keeping it straight. Thank you for fighting the good fight. I am sincerely appreciative that you are not walking away from this post. You make us smarter and safer and better every day. Thank you so much, Dr. Fauci. And now he's gone. Gone. When is, when have you seen him? Fellas, honestly, look it up. When is the last time you saw him on TV? Been a week, I think, at least. Remember my prediction. You wrote it down on the show. Remember my prediction. By January 1st, 2023... Fauci will no longer be an employee of the federal government. You wrote that down, right? You wrote it down. Chris, I said to write it down. Okay, well, at least write this one down. You watch. And no, I don't think he'll be fired. He'll, quote, retire. All right, back to the, back to the emails. I'm way behind. Jesse, are you throwing a bachelor party for Chris? Remember, Chris just got engaged. If so... Will it be a Hunter Biden type experience with a bunch of Kamala Harris girls in attendance? Or will it be more tame? Maybe a weekend of, of golf, beer, and cigars. Obviously, we're going to do something for Chris. We'll have to think, think of something like that. I All right, I'm going to sound like such an old fuddy-duddy here. This is going to sound terrible. I think the bachelor party tradition of dudes going out and venturing into buildings with no windows. I think it's really dumb and I'm not passing judgment on anybody. I just have never understood that part of the tradition. Like why is that part of the tradition? You know, what's a cool bachelor party. I've never done this, but I want to do this. One of my buddies was getting married. I couldn't go. I had to work. I was working construction. I couldn't get any time off, but one of my buddies, he was getting married he had a bachelor party. You know what he did for his bachelor party? They went to, I think it was Louisiana, and they went night hunting for alligators off of boats with bows and arrows. And that's what they did. They would spotlight the gators and go up and thunk right in the top of the head. Now that's a bachelor party right there. That's a bachelor party. Is that Does that make me sound like an old fuddy-duddy? I'm not trying to be an old square. Uh, I just don't understand the tradition. I always thought it was a stupid tradition. Jesse, I was a lifelong Rush listener and was devastated when we lost him. I've been listening to other shows sporadically trying to fill the void. I found your show a couple weeks ago on a tip from my sister, and I feel like I finally found a new talk radio home. I know, I know comparisons to Rush make you uncomfortable, so let me just tell you why I like your show. He goes on to list a bunch of stuff that's very, very nice about me. You know what? I'll finish that email in just a second. I'll finish the email. Who doesn't love emails that are compliments about me, Chris? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to everything else here in just a second, finishing this email. Remember, you can email the show anything you want, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. No problem. Guy says he was a lifelong Rush fan. 
says your unapologetic and honest analysis of the day's news in your conservative commentary are fantastic. However, that's not all. The news can be extremely depressing and frightening these days. You have a great way of combining serious analysis of the news with a healthy dose of humor and entertainment and all with a sense of optimism that's contagious. I walk away from your show well-informed but also upbeat and positive and never depressed or down. But the reason I wrote is this. The last paragraph could have been cut and pasted in an email to Rush Limbaugh because of the exact same reasons I love listening to him. You're very, very different from Rush. Your style is your own and it's unique. But the core reasons I love your show are the same reasons I loved his. Thank you for for what you do. Please never you lose your fire. Says I can use his name. His name is Kevin. Said he just retired out of 23 years in the Air Force. He was an A-10 Warthog pilot for many, many years. Had a few chances to support some Marines. So thank you for your service, my brother. And listen, <clears throat> the only part of this I'm really going to address is this. The whole feeling good thing. I've explained this before, and I'm going to explain it again. We get one life. You're never going to have another one. I know we have hard times right now. It's, there's, there's so much out there that sucks. I mean, we're, we might be on the cusp of World War III for all we know, so I know that. But it's still the only life we have. I mean, you don't know, not to be too dark, but you don't know. You may, you may wake up tomorrow and find out you have cancer and you don't have much longer to live. Just happened to someone in my neighborhood not long ago. He's gone like that, perfectly healthy, gone. Are we going to waste the time we have constantly feeling down and out? I won't do it. And another part, I do feel as bad of a person as I am. And you know I'm a sociopath. I admit that. I'm a bad person, right? I'm not a good person. I'm a bad person. But I do feel a sense of responsibility for the platform I've been given. I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be here. I should be in a ditch somewhere. I, I, I should not be here. I acknowledge that. I don't even know why you like this so much. But... Part of that sense of responsibility is this. There's a couple things. One, I always do a family show. As you know, I don't cuss. I don't do any of that. There, this will always be a show you can listen to with your kids. Not because I'm a good person. I'm not. Because I'm so tired of having to turn off all the filth out there because I can't listen to it with my kids. That's one. Two, I want to make your day better. Not worse. Right? I mean, we can yell and scream about the news, and we will on occasion. Like, I lost my temper before. But you could listen to anything right now. And I used to listen to so much talk radio when I was working construction because I was always working out of town. And so much of it made me feel like crap. Even a show I would enjoy, right? I'd feel informed and I'd be getting smarter. But then the show would be done and I would just, just feel awful. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to do a show like that. And I swore I never would. I want to make your day better for the 15 minutes you listen while you're in the car on the way home. That's all. I'm not changing the world. I do radio. It's really not that important of a job, I promise. It's not that important at all. I want to make your day better. I I want to play the Jersey Girls just because I can. Oh, my God. Hey, how you oh doing? Oh, my God, Murphy. How you, you doing? such a <laughs> You're having you fun with your family? In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. <laughs> No, no, I'm not drunk, as a matter of fact. Can you put your mask on? You can go f yourself. How's that? Wait, I don't need a f 
mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like wrong Trump. with me. I like your Trump phone. You're f***ing right. Guess who Trump likes? Yourself. How's that? I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing like wrong with me. I like your Trump phone. You're f***ing right. Guess who Trump likes? Yourself. How's that? I don't need a mask on. <laughs> I love them. I look. I'm gonna do a show where we can play parody campaign ads, like this one I played for you before from that group, uh, the comedy group, the whitest kids you know, where he did the campaign parody. And this is one of my favorite things of all time because it's the truest thing ever. Every part of this is true. Every single part of it about our politicians. Chris, hi, I'm Clint Webb, and I'm running for Senate. I have a short cropped haircut, a pretty enough yet accessible looking wife, and a newborn baby that I've dressed in a suit to prove to you that I mean business. For the last 15 years, I've lived my life in such a bland, uncontroversial, and repressed manner that it's almost unnatural. Why? Because I've been preparing to be your representative since I was a child. Most well-adjusted sane men would be hesitant to take a job where their decisions would so drastically affect the lives of so many. Not me. I possess a sort of sociopathic narcissism that makes me think that I should be in charge of everyone. But all of that needs to start here at home, in this beautiful state that I've grown to love since I moved here 18 months ago. Together, we can piggyback some of our state's legitimate needs onto my unquenchable lust for self-glorification. And that's a promise. Here's an unflattering picture of my opponent. Here's a quote of his taken out of context. Oh, and one more thing. I have a dog. I enlisted in the military for the minimum amount of time in a position that would never see combat. Why? Well, because it would help me be your senator. I don't make friends. I make acquaintances. All of my motives are ulterior. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. My soul is terrifying. And that's leadership. So this November, let's send Washington a message. And what is that message? Hey. Me. <laughs> it's so true. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. The part where he talks about joining the military in a position that would never see combat murdered me. It murdered me. So many of them do that, you know, because it looks good on a resume. I served for three years in the Army. What'd you do? I was an admin clerk. <laughs> Gosh. Jesse. Is there really a guy named Chris that works to, works with you? We've never heard him speak or even grunt. We all need to know if he is real or you are just cheap and pretend to have help in the studio. Thank you. You can use my name. Chris, again, we've had to do this so many times before. I don't know why people struggle with this. Would you please talk so everyone can hear you? See? I told you. Shogun. It just hit me. When you're a filthy rich billionaire... Just buy an island and put everyone that built your home on the island. Let them bring their families or whoever, but they can never leave and they only communicate to the world through you. Ship them in pallets of Cheddar Bay biscuits and Bud Evies. They'll be fine. He said, I can say his name. His name is Chris. What he's talking about is, I don't remember when we were, we, we were having a heavy discussion on the show about how I really want... I want a house with a bunch of hidden chambers and stuff and secret escape routes. Don't shake your head, Chris. This is important. I mean, bookcases you can go behind. And one of those one of those slide thingies, so when you roll out of bed, if you press a little lever, it'll drop you through the floor. And then you take the slide all the way down to the bottom, 
And then down there, you have a car and some food and stuff, and you can take off like Batman, like through a waterfall. I don't. It doesn't. Ooh, Chris, we'll have a zip line too. Don't worry. Oh, absolutely, there'll be a zip line too. We'll probably use the zip line as a distraction because someone will get shot off it if we're under attack. So we'll put whoever we don't like on the zip line, and then we'll take the inside. Hey, hey, let us know if it's safe, and then shove him off, and then go back inside and go down the tunnel down to the basement. The problem is. What to do with the people who engineer and build the house? Because they're going to know where all the secret tunnels are and stuff. I don't, I don't want to kill them. Chris, I will if I have to. But I don't want to kill What? We can't just deport them, Chris. They would deport them to Ukraine. Was that too soon? That's, you know what? That was too soon. Stop. That's stop. We still have headlines I didn't get to here in just a second. Also, I know you're mad about the culture war. You're mad because everywhere you look, there's a new ad on TV, an ad on the radio that takes a dump all over the values that you prioritize. I know you're mad because I'm mad. I'm so sick of it. It's endless. Switch your cell phone carrier. There's nothing you can do that's easier. When you switch to Pure Talk, you do it on the phone and through the mail. You don't have to switch your phone. You don't have to switch your phone number. You can. They have new iPhone 12s and 13s if you want. You can keep it. You can switch. Average family saves over $800 a year. They're on the same network as one of the big guys. Only Pure Talk is a patriotic company. You'll never see a Pure Talk ad on TV that violates your values. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. You can be switched over in less than 10 minutes. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. And before I forget, before I get to headlines and everything else here in a second... I want to make sure I do this. We had management here today. All the suits flew into town. And we were, since it's just me, Chris, and Michael, we were a little bit worried about how the office looked and how the office smelled. We don't have a woman here cleaning the thing or decorating the thing. What did we do? We busted out the old Eden Pure Thunderstorms and had them plugged in all over the office. The place smells as clean as humanly possible. <laughs> look, these things work. They take the odor out of the air. They work. They Look, they cured my allergies. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code JESSE3. That's JESSE in the number three. You get a three-pack for under $200. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3, and shipping is free. A three-pack. How about that? EdenPureDeals.com, JESSE3. All right, one more time, since apparently this thing is blowing up all over the internet. Here was my admittedly angry rant from last night. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies. Let's start seeing each other for who we are. No. 
I'm starting to hear this a lot now from media people. I'm hearing it from Joe Biden. I'm hearing it from Democrats. I'm hearing it from jellyfish Republicans. I'm hearing this a lot now. Let's set this down. Let's lay down our swords. Let's come together. Let's heal the divisions. We don't have to be partisan. We don't have to point fingers. We don't have to make enemies. Screw you. I remember two years of pandemics all my fault. I remember two years of children in this country, some of them still having to walk around with some stupid piece of cloth over their faces, can't talk to their friends, can't understand their teachers. I remember two years of people sending me videos and pictures of kids sobbing over their laptops at home while politicians who were putting these things into place were out partying up with their friends. Woohoo! Party time, baby! Hey, kids, sorry, gotta go home. Social distancing. I remember Joe Rogan, he puts out a little video. I got COVID, I was sick, I took ivermectin, I got better. And you know what I remember? I remember the system, including the FDA, making fun of him for it and telling everyone in this country not to maybe experiment with a successful treatment for a deadly disease. I remember everyone claiming it was horse dewormer. I remember all of you scumbags taking away life-saving treatments like Regeneron after you took it. You got coronavirus and took it. And then you took it away from innocent people. Don't you ever try to tell me we're not enemies. Don't you ever try to tell me to heal some divide, bridge the divide. Let's make peace up yours. We are enemies. I want the divide. I want the divide longer and wider than it's ever been before. I want to be as separated as far from you pieces of trash as the East is from the West. I don't want to reside in the same state as you, the same country as you. I don't want you on the same planet as me. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Roll that up and shove it where you know where. Okay, so I got a little upset last night. I get, I get a little bit upset last night, Chris. All right. That's enough. Without further ado. And now... Here's a headline. By, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Oil surge has gas breached $5 a gallon in the first U.S. city. And here's the thing. I know this is a little bit ugly and depressing, but this war is still ongoing. That's not good. That's not as high as it's going to go. Are we going to see $6 a gallon gas, $7 a gallon gas? I'll never get Chris to come to work. I'll have to send a car for him. Joe Biden pitches four-point plan to move forward with coronavirus. Wow. We're just going to live with it now, huh? Just going to move forward. Nothing we can do. It's a deadly disease. Man, those poll numbers must be really, really bad. CDC no longer recommends universal contact tracing. Wow. Again, that is so convenient how the CDC and the Democrats have decided at the same time, pretty much, that they're going to move on and, and that everything's okay. Man, that is, that is something. Concerns grow over unvetted Afghan suspected terrorists let into the United States of America. I just I want to pause real quick. I think this is a good time to remind every single person. The Biden administration, while they were in the middle of screwing up everything in Afghanistan, they were getting yelled at about not getting our people out. 
And because they're a bunch of children with no love of country and no idea what they're doing, they decided to counteract that. They would just start throwing people on the back of planes and bringing them here. And I know some people in the special operations community and people involved over there. And they were flat out telling me, uh, there are guys on this plane I know are bad dudes. And we're bringing them to the United States of America. The Biden administration, in response to some bad press, chucked a bunch of terrorists on a plane and flew them to America. That's okay. That's not like not like anything bad could happen from that, huh? Is UPenn profiting from COVID-19 vaccine approvals and sales? Oh, oh, listen, listen. When all is said and done and all the books are written and all the research has been done, the number of people who made a real nice living off of coronavirus, it's going to be staggering, staggering. While you were being abused, people were making fortunes. Ford announces a historic restructuring of it as it pivots to an electric future. You know what's so frustrating about this? You know cars are just going to suck in about 10, 15 years because Republicans are too pathetic and weak to stop the climate change stuff. Half these loser Republicans, you can see them on TV. I want to reduce carbon emissions. So we're just surrendering that ground now and acting like carbon emissions are bad. So since the Republicans are so useless and pathetic, we will have all these electric cars, which will bring just an, oh, it'll be a nightmare, Chris. It'll be a nightmare. Coalition of AGs investigating TikTok's impact on children. I'm not anti-social media. I think it could be used. I think it could be very effective. It can be very beneficial in some ways. I have yet to hear anybody explain to me why it's beneficial for children to spend time on social media. I know it's funny. I know it can be a blast. I, I realize that. You want to show your kid a TikTok video? Fine. You show it to them. Don't let your kids do that crap all day long. The world is awash in plastic. Nations plan a treaty to fix that. Oh, good, good. We're all going to get together and ban plastic. I'm sure they've definitely thought this one through for sure. Powell expects a quarter point Fed rate hike this month. Yeah, I, man, this is kind of dark. On top of the fact that dollars cratering, we're also going to get high interest rates on top of that. That is, that is really not good at all. New York Education Department promotes pornographic book for children. Be very, very, very careful where you send your child to school. All right? All right. Keep your chin up. Let's hope we're all still here tomorrow. That's all. <laughs>